While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Chris McCarthy. And, uh, you know, so we've been having this conversation about the redevelop the bid on the redevelopment of the state PRM. Mitchell had some his comments. We definitely owe him some time uh, that we'll, we'll look to arrange uh, sometime soon when, when it's available, when, when he's available. Um, but we had Rep. Strauss on. Uh, Senator Montigny called in. We're now joined um, by Rep. Chris Markey. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Hey guys, how are you? Great, great, thank you. So, Chris, um, you signed that letter, uh, you know, uh, about the state pier, um, the, the, you know, citing your concerns with the state pier bid. So, just you know, if you want to tell us more about your opposition to how that bid was secured. <clears throat> no, I think I, I, I think uh, I did catch a little bit of Mark speaking about the process, and I think that's what we collectively believe is that there needs to be a process that's more open. It's not like we came in from out of nowhere. Um, we were hearing from people on the waterfront, at least I was, that they were concerned about what was going on and how the bidding was going. Uh, they had heard things that didn't seem to make sense to, to me and to others. And I think that's why we raised the flag on this and the concern uh, that we've expressed. Um, I can remember back in 2018, it was right at the end of the session. Um, it was actually right up until midnight. And there was, as Mark described, some negotiations to the percentage of property on State Pier that would be utilized in a non-water purpose use. And we agreed on that percentage and it would be in the front area of uh, MacArthur Boulevard. And I think the mayor, we all agreed on that kind of, that's the place where everything would go. And we thought that, you know, we, I think the multi-purpose use was something that everyone had agreed upon. Um, the problem is, is that the process under 30B needs to be, um, you know, reviewed in a way in which uh, everyone feels comfortable and trusts the way in which uh, the process occurred. And I don't necessarily believe that people can trust the process. And there's businesses that put in bids as well uh, that may have just as good of ideas and um, ways in which to better utilize the state peer. And their voices weren't heard or were heard in secret. And again, there's concern about it um, because... I mean, we have to actually get a FOIA request for this. This isn't this isn't like, hey, pick up the phone. I'm a state legislator. There's a state agency that says, or a quasi-state agency, hey, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Can you send me what's going on? This was, we had to actually get this information through a FOIA request through what any citizen could do uh, when they're troubled by a decision by a municipality or a state government. So it's not like... 
it's pretty extraordinary for I would us say, to have to do that. I, no, I'm glad you pointed that out, Chris, because that is extraordinary. Yes, it is. And again, and what do we reco- what do we discover from it? Um, we discover that there's concerns, financial concerns, of the private sector company that has put a bid, that has been the preferred designated developer. I'm not sure exactly what legal title that is, but we should understand that, um, you know, what does that mean, number one? But if they're having financial concerns with this, where are we? And um, the other thing is that through the emails, uh, we discovered that they were concerned about statutory obstacles that prevented them from making it financially viable. Now, one would think that if there's statutory problems with this, that they would turn immediately to the legislators and go, we have a problem with this. And statutorily, can we make amendments to the law to allow certain things to happen or to uh, adjust it so that it becomes financially viable? So we didn't know anything about this. Collectively, no one knew about this. No one knew about the concerns of any of this. And again, you look at what we've done at the state pier or wherever the city needs our help, we've been there. Whether it be for the industrial park that they proposed on uh, the Wheeling City Golf Course. We were all there uh, to support the city's idea of it. Unfortunately, at this point, it hasn't developed and no one's really come in to purchase it. And they're going to, they're going to on their own, uh, go back and change it. Uh, so that it becomes a viable solution uh, or a viable project in which someone would be uh, willing to invest their money on. We feel the same way about the state pier. When I think it was in 2016 or 17, we heard cries from the city that we wanted to make sure we could refrigerate so that we could keep uh, the international port going where the Clementines could come in. I, mean, I called it the Clementine boat because I could see from my own office. Uh, right, right. Uh, when it came in and there was concerns that the refrigeration wasn't working, we invested $6 million in that. And the city talked about how they were going to promote the city to bring in these imports to that area and how essential it was. And I believe Secretary Lepore came down at one point with the lieutenant governor to to... to say this is what we've done and these are the investments we've made into the state pier um i haven't heard of much from the port authority or the city in regard to how they're promoting the state pier for that international uh import so uh, those products coming in so i think that those are the things that if if we're not going to have that um and we just put in six or six million dollars into the refrigeration and I saw for the first time, I didn't even know GE was involved in it. I assume GE doesn't need refrigeration for this storage in that warehouse. So here we are spending the $6 million at the request of the city to do these things. And yet now they're not utilizing it. Or their proposal isn't utilizing it. Those are the things that we have concerns with. And you'd think that we would have a say in what's going on. And it wouldn't be emails that are written confidential uh, through back and forth from the city to the quasi-state agency. So those, I think those are legitimate concerns we have. And 
I don't think it's that we've neglected the state pier. Whenever it has been asked to do something, or the city has asked us to do something, we have tried to accommodate what the city is doing, understanding what the law is in having a deep port uh, that we have in New Bedford, which is only a few in the state. So it's an essential element. There's not many deep ports in Massachusetts that can conduct business the way New Bedford does. And that we need to preserve that because there's a value to it. And like just going back to the Clementines, I can remember having conversations with uh, the city in regard to, well, where are they, if we don't have it, where are they going to come into? And they said, oh, they're going to come into Wilmington, Delaware. But they liked New Bedford because it was easier to get in and out of. Right. And it was quicker. So we've accommodated whatever the city has really requested. And, uh, you know, so I don't think that we've let it languish. We've tried to find ways to work it better. I think we've been, we were very active to get DCR out of it and have uh, it go into the economic development or mass development uh, agency so that there could be some uh, development of it in a productive way consistent with what uh, was written, whether it was in 2018 or 2008. Uh, those are the things that will raise our concern. And the question is, is if there is this quiet kind of uh, cone of silence negotiation going on. I think the prophylactic measure of stopping the process, looking at it, figuring out is there real uh, financial concerns and is there statutory problems? I think we are in the best position to figure those things out and help them because we can find funding for them and we can also make amendments to the law if necessary. So, you know, and we've been there. We've been there fighting for the city to do these things. And uh, I continue to want to fight for the city, and I will fight for the city. And I know everyone else is doing it for the long term and not just the short term. We're speaking with Representative Christopher Markey, who represents Dartmouth and New Bedford, about the state pier. Uh, he was one of the people who signed one of the, in fact, the entire delegation signed a letter of op. Um, would you say a letter of opposition or inquiry? How would you characterize the letter, Chris? I don't think anyone is in opposition to what we already wrote in the law and we all accept it. Right. Right. We're not, we're not, that, that's, I don't think it's a fair characterization of it. We're concerned with the process. And if the process doesn't, you know, all of a sudden they have an agreement and then they come to us and they say, well, we need to change the law because of this. Well, why didn't we participate in the beginning? And then maybe one of the other uh, bidders, had an, op- had an opportunity to produce a development that would not need a requirement for the change and would be consistent with the law of 2018. So we're speaking with uh, Rep. Uh, we're speaking with Rep. Chris Markey. Um, so uh, is it so? If you look, you said you, you want the prophylactic measure of sort of stopping this, and 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 I think I, you're and again, I think a review of it would could indicate that there's nothing wrong okay but there needs to be a review of it by i mean the the mere fact that we have to do a FOIA request yes that should raise the flag and say okay wait what's going on here? i mean that, hey, chris that in your career have you ever had to do that no no so we're speaking with rep chris markey um so 
you you're saying that you could be open to it. You just need to figure out how this process, why this process went the way it did. No, we're all open to it. We, Mark. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean. The law. Uh, you know, but, but there's a difference between we're not trying to say like, hey, we want a nickel and dime. What percentage is there? And get down into what what the buildings look like and what exactly is there. That's not. I don't think that's my job as a legislator uh, to do that. Those are the details of mass development in a straightforward bid who are expertise in development. That's their job. But if they're acquiring information to fit the needs of what, you know, what the mayor originally wanted in 2018 and didn't get, and now there's some minor adjustments to it, and now they're trying to push that through, when we came to an agreement in 2018 as to what it was, and being dissatisfied in 2018 doesn't mean we're going to forget and have Alzheimer's in 2023 and say forget about what we did in 2018 we'll just make some minor changes and it will be financially viable because their own their own employees have concerns about the financial viability of it uh we're speaking with representative uh we're speaking with representative chris markey um so uh, have you? We we haven't heard anything from the Healy administration uh, or Secretary Cho. Um, so, have you guys heard anything yet? No, I, I don't. I wouldn't expect to hear something for a little bit. I mean, I did. I believe she did respond back to say I accept, I looked at it and I'll be looking at it and I'll be speaking with Mass Development. I think yeah. that's the extent of it. But as far as a detailed response as to what what's going on in a decision. Um, that has not been done. And again, remember that this, this, there's no final decision that's been made. So it's not like uh, a contract has been made. There's negotiation going on right now. And that negotiation is similar to buying a business or buying a house or doing whatever. You're, you're waiting for a home inspection. You're waiting for particular financing. You're waiting for the sale of your own home to be able to do it. Those are the, those are the contingencies that are going on now. We just don't know in a, in a process where participants, understanding who the participants were with that, with that process, we don't even know that really. We have a sense from the email, but we don't know the details. Chris, we really appreciate you calling in um, tonight uh, to add, add add your voice to this conversation. Um, it's, yeah, it's, my pleasure. Yeah, no, it's obviously a, 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 you're always available to us. We do appreciate that. But obviously, this conversation is going to continue, right? Yeah, no, and I think I, I think you know, like like I said, I don't think there's anybody who's looking to do a gotcha or do anything like that. That's not my intention. My intention is to make sure that everybody feels comfortable and trust the system. If we don't have a system that's not trustworthy, then we're losing out. And it may be that it is. But we've asked in a very polite, non-formal way for more information and details. And it was denied and it was ignored and it was... And then, finally, we did a FOIA request and we acquired more information, which caused more alarm. So those are the things that I think if we expose, if we deal with it, we can uh, we can let the public know, let the other bidders know a legitimate process occurred, and this is what we're doing, and that's all we're looking for. So, Rep. Chris Markey, we appreciate you joining us. Is there anything else you want to leave us with with respect to this issue? Understanding that the conversation will continue. No, I would just say that I don't have the institutional knowledge of either Strauss or Montigny because when they first started way back when, I was in. 
uh, maybe you know, I was in law school at the time, right? And I've now um, now I've had a twenty eight year career and twenty nine years as a uh, lawyer. So, so I was going to say I when have when that Mark institutional knowledge, I'm still new. Yeah, was, when Mark passed this law in two thousand eight, we we had we had Governor uh, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick, and you yeah. weren't in the legislature then? No. No. No, but, uh, I mean, basically it was the same thing in 2018. Right. There's a, you know, it was in the economic development bill, and it got done the last night within the minutes of midnight. And Mark and we all negotiated it. So, so. Chris... So Chris, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're going to hit this break, no but we're going to have um, we're going to have more conversations about this going forward. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rep. We appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Thanks, guys. Be safe. Take- we're to take a break. Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me how you really feel. Uh, it's just is that not the no no you're perfect. It's the most succinct way I could put it. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> 508-996-0500. Good evening. Evening, team. How you doing tonight? Hey, hey Tom, Tom. What's up? What's going on? What a fascinating show. Thank I you. I tell you, I'm, I'm overdosing on the integrity of uh, representatives at the state house. These guys are, are right on top of things. But I did have a couple of questions, and, and I was real uh, uh, listening hard to, to Representative Market because at the end he said there's no contracts signed. But... Didn't somebody sign off from DCR uh, for, I guess, the company, the development company, Crow, that that the mayor was was pushing to be the developer? Didn't they sign off on something? Yeah, I, I mean, we're going to have to do a deeper dive, right? Uh, honestly, I mean, we're yeah. getting a lot of there's a lot of facts coming at yeah. at, at at all of us. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at the funnel of this whole thing uh, from what has been said. And uh, first thing is. The mayor uh, was pushed back in 2018 on what he was trying to do. And, you know, he won't give up on something. And possibly that all this behind-the-scenes stuff was to create a leverage to gain back some of those positions that he may have had in 2018. You know what I mean? And uh, this sort of subsidiary agency, DCR, that that the name of it, uh, I, I think I heard Senator Montigny say that, that they had signed off on Crowell being the developer. And I, at that part, I went, wait a minute. You know, if they knew and they were they were squawking behind the scenes that you had to have the long-term 99-year lease and they didn't have it, you know, why would Crowell step forward to be the developer knowing that he would never get the 99-year lease? And isn't all this to gain a posture uh, to gain back some of those things from 2018, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that um, this this latest proposal um, is relatively new. Um, you know, the the idea of of, of a um, a fish market, the auction, um, this this particular. But the idea of having the the fish auction specifically uh, comes out of Montigny's law from 2008. Um, but the big piece is that mass development, apparently, although they're saying there's no nothing signed yet, had selected the group, um, which is headed by Cassie Canastra, 
um, and with which is Silva Steins, the uh, Canasters, Fish Auction, uh, that group, uh, into the uh, proposal, right, to, to be the developers down there. So, um, but the deal doesn't work without a 99-year lease. Right. Now, Tom, right. you can remember, the city's had some bad experiences with 99-year oh, yeah. leases, right? Well, I, I was explaining to Marcus off the air. Remember George O'Hara and the and the Stop and Shop deal up there on Kings Highway? That was that. My sister used to work there. Yeah, that was, how long ago that one was? I mean that 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 Stop and Shop's still there <laughs> on city right. land. Yep. Yep. I don't think I the mean, city gets a check. So I know they do. Ninety nine year leases aren't good for for anybody except uh, developers and financing. That's the way I look at it. Right. That's why they're but, against the law in Massachusetts. Generally, so so in in this regard, again, you know, even with the new proposal, if they know in advance that they're going to have to change the law, that that's what Montigny was 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 uh, alluding to. Then how could mass development designate a developer when the developer knows he ain't going to get the ninety nine year lease unless it is all for posture? Well. Well, but I think Tom, and again, it, it's it, it is tough to do this on the radio without a, without a, you know like a timeline right in front of you. But sure. with my understanding, it and I, I certainly could be wrong, is that they designated them as the developer, and then learned in subsequent emails that hey, we're having trouble with the financing unless it's ninety nine years. Right. So that so that so that when when they the first plan came out and mass development liked it um as they began to move forward then they they figured out that they needed a 99 year lease so they asked for that so it already started down the road um and then they were coming back to get a change um but as marky was pointing out well if you need a change in the law why why didn't you tell us right why are we fighting that guy very sharp right Terrific. Why are yeah. we finding out after the fact? Now, again, this is a pretty calm group of guys. You got a lot, you know, a lot of um, legislative experience there between Strauss and Montigny, but you know, the the other guys are lawyers. I mean, th- these are sophisticated people, right. um, and they're saying, "Why do we have to do?" Tom, it's a FOIA request. I mean, that oh. is shocking. I know it's shocking. That, it's shocking that, that to me. Great. It really when I heard is. that, I went, "Wow!" Right. That's wow. really. So, it, it sort of like puts up the walls on both sides, and that's not good. You know, it's not good at all. And then you all you have the other part, which is that the Baker administration is no more; it's gone. So you have all new players, all new people. That's what elections are about. So whatever was going to happen, now you have this pause in time with it, with with the transition to the new administration. Right. So whatever momentum the proposal had. It's gone. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that's... It, my fear here is that nothing happens, right? You know, you know, it, once the financer begins to get questionable... Yeah, things begin to dissipate, yeah. Look, look, if you look at the history of the casino in New Bedford, it was all go, go, go until the financing started to disappear. Right. Then once the... Then the momentum was gone and people started looking in other directions and it just it, sure. it didn't happen. Right. I mean, the key, the key to everything is financing. Yep, yep. So 
always about the Benjamins. Uh, yeah. Real quickly, and thank you for that explanation. Sure. That was very good. Uh, real quickly on uh, Big Al, uh, still not out of the woods. Uh, grateful for the effort you guys gave as far as the, the, the legal end of it. Uh, I've been dealing with him for a little bit, and uh, he's really under a lot of stress. Uh, he may have to leave uh, the premises out there in Dartmouth because people don't realize he has to out of pocket pay for that. Uh, and then you, you pending the legislate, uh, the litigation, which could take six months a year. Uh, and in the meantime, he's got to have a place to lay his head. We do have that for a temporary basis in case he is out of there. Uh, but the big thing is, uh, uh, getting the rental support that he needs that he never got in the past, which is kind of sad. Uh, uh, I mean, the guy's paying over 50% of his, uh, income for a uh, room and house and, uh, that, that, that isn't proper. So he sort of fell through the cracks 20 years ago, and we're trying to uh, rectify that, build that back up. Uh, we're going to try to get some help from Pace, and that appointment is sometime in February, I think February 21st, where he may be able to get a rental subsidy and then move from there. But we're not going to give up until he has a place to lay his head. Right. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate and it. Congratulations to you guys. Very well done. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks. it. See you. Bye. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Do we? Wait. I, I, guess, I guess we do. What? It's a little early. Take a break. <laughs> 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Make it in. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Hey, welcome back. Hey, guys, just a little production note. Uh, Jess Machado's filling in. Uh, for me tomorrow, and you guys will be together on Friday, having a grand old time. Yes, I like Jess. Good. She's coming along. No, uh, Jess she's, is, honestly, she's awesome. She's a great talk show host. She's a great talk show host. She's done such a good job. Uh, she's she's making a, her way into the Howie Cow world. Yeah, she's been in that. She's she's really made a name for herself statewide. Um, so I'm actually, I'm really happy she's filling in while I take a little vacation. Right. So um, Next time we see you, you'll be older. I will be older. My birthday's Friday, so um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> He'll be shaving next 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 week. <laughs> thirty four. <laughs> I'm thirty four on Friday. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Happy birthday, there, Marcus. Hey, Big Al. Thank hey, Big you. Al. How you it. doing, brother? I'm hanging in there, guys. Chris, it's great to hear your voice. Listen, we've been thinking about you. I know that Senator Montigny's been working, his office has been working with you. Yes, he has. It's good. And and Chris, I thank you for your support with Montigny's office as well. Look, look, Mox and his staff are fantastic. You need help. They're the guys who can help you. Yep. And I want to tell you, I'm just taking it one day at a time and... What that man said is true. I am a mess. I've been a wreck. Sometimes I wake up 4 o'clock in the morning wondering how long am I going to have this roof over my head. But I want to tell you, things will look up. And especially if the owner of the building decides to pull permits to fix it. Fix what happened, and I 
I hard to believe that it actually did happen, but it did. And uh, Marcus, you know where I'm located. I got paperwork for you to look at. And you should probably you know, give that paperwork to Montigny's office because I don't practice that area. Uh, of law, uh, I haven't really practiced that area of law, so you'd be probably better served with someone who who's uh, more seasoned. All right. Well, I just figured I'd mention it because. No, oh, I appreciate it. Yourself, I, I get it. You, you yourself is a lawyer, so I am. But the law is very vast, and uh, certain people have done certain things. Me, I've never really done much housing, so I wouldn't be very good at uh, giving you advice in that area. All right. Well, anyway. It's great to talk to both of you. And by the way, yes, what's this I understand? They're going to make a, a, a freezer over at the State Pier? I'm all for it. That's a that's a major improvement. I think it's there already. Yeah, they already made the freezer. They're worried about continuing the use of the freezer, I think, is, is, the, is the concern. What's the concern? Yeah, it's a whole thing. So, um, uh... There's going to be some development on the state pier. There's just a issue as to how that development started. But it's a, it's a whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm all in favor of that freezers uh, continuing running. I, I I think I think with the with the with the big fish stock that 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 uh, New Bedford halls and I think a cold storage is is definitely something that we're all in agreement with. Hey, listen now. I got to hit this break, but I appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Big Al. Thanks. Hey. You guys take care. You take care, Good too, brother. All right, keep your head up. Fourteen, come back. Let's uh, go to the phones. Good evening. Gentlemen, good to hear you. Hey. Hey, Chris, good to hear you, too. Always good to hear you on, on the radio. Thank you, my friend. Uh, what's up with Big Al? I was called away on my other phone, and I, I just got the last part. How's he doing? You know, he, he's, 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 he's still at the hotel, and, okay. and um, they're working on his case. They're, they're you know, Good. It, it, these things, unfortunately, it does take a while to move these things. Oh, you know? no question. Even no with question. a senator like Montigny behind you, it's just... It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. He's got somebody in his corner. That's good to hear. Yes. Uh, again, I, I was getting some of the program about the uh, the, the, the state pier. Uh, can you give me a little quick synopsis on um, what's going on there? So, basically, um, and, and I'm trying to play play this down the middle if I can. Yeah. If uh, anybody can do it, Chris, it's you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, there's been a process, but it's been going on for a number of years, number of decades, actually. Um, to you know, to get the state pier going along, Mark Montigny wrote a law, got it signed by Governor Deval Patrick. There was some changes to the law, signed by Governor Baker. Um, but now, finally, there's come down to a developer was selected. It's a group of people, uh, including Silverstein's with the restaurants, uh, the Canastras with the fish auction, and there are other people involved as well. It's a quality group of people, but the process appears to have been done in secret. That's the position that the okay, representative... Okay, so it wasn't as open as it should have been. Correct. Yeah, okay. Now, what's interesting, really interesting, is the reps had to foyer some of the emails between mass development and uh, other, and the developers and other people, including the, including the, uh, the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that that is normally a... Tr- I, something done by public interest lawyers, um, journalists, 
when they cannot get an answer to a question because the bureaucracy is stonewalling them. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, legislators should not have to use a FOIA request to get information uh, from a from a state bureaucracy by which they fund the budget, right? Yep. They normally should be receptive to an inquiry, but they were not. Mm-hmm. That rightfully angers the delegation. Mm-hmm. So they have said. Now they have said, "Look, this is a secret process." Um, you know that's their characterization. Um, we want to know why, and and they've also by firing these emails, have found out that the developing the development group once they started down the road, have determined that their financing requires a 99-year lease. Now, what does exactly that mean? Does that mean forever or yeah. actually 99 years? Well, 99 years is forever, <laughs> basically. So, Ugh. right, so, and that's a, they'd have to get a change in the state law if you'd even want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, now, that, is just come to light, but it only came to light because Representative Strauss and the rest of the delegation email, yeah, got, got the emails through a FOIA request. Otherwise, yeah. that was being concealed from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They twisted an arm to get so, it. Yeah. So basically what they want to do is they want to uh, just take a look at this process to make sure that it was all done uh for lack of a better term, as above board okay. as right. possible. Okay. Because they're not saying, you know, I, I think Strauss is explicitly called the Nixa deal, but I, yes. I don't think Montig- Montigny and Markey haven't done that. So, yeah, no. they're, try- they're trying to find some sort of uh, a compromise, shall we say, uh, uh, some sort of way to disinfect this whole thing. There's a yeah. lot of personalities here. Oh, no, a lot we're, we're talking big personalities. Yes. We're not talking yes. small ones. You yes. Know? You know? Well, all right, that brings me up to to snuff, and uh, what's going on for the rest of the week, uh, the next couple of days? I hear you're going to be out, Marcus? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be out of town for a few days. Uh, we have the debate? Uh, the debate's next week. Oh. Um, so, and we, you know, obviously we owe Mayor Mitchell some time after tonight, so I'm going to try to get him on as well uh, to talk about the state peer issue, and maybe time for whomever's involved, or we can definitely do that as well. Yeah, and but, Chris, you're going to be on with the... Uh, I'll be on with Jess on Friday. So he, he'll be on with Jess on Friday. Jess is filling in for me tomorrow. She's okay. she's probably got a great show planned, okay. um, so you can you can tune into her. But we got some other calls here, so we're going to take All right, let's go. You guys it. are far more interesting than cable TV. Okay? <laughs> thank you, my friend. I <laughs> thank appreciate you very that. much. Bye-bye. Good evening. Marcus, it's your favorite caller from Fayette. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Chris, how you doing? Good. Thank you. So, um, I don't know if you guys know, but there's like, you know, you ever heard of Starlink? It's wicked, way off topic. Of I, I do that. Elon, Elon Musk. Elon, Elon Musk's, Musk's yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So at 647 tonight, right? That, you know, around, well, yeah, 647 tonight, uh, I got an alert. My brother sent me an alert <clears throat> that 50 of the Musk satellites were flying over our our uh, our area really and they're gonna be they would be visible i i swear to god if i didn't know if i didn't know that these were satellites and with all this shit going on excuse my language with all this stuff going on uh you know with the, everything getting shot out of the right. sky and everything else you'd think that there was aliens invading this planet there was 50 there was 50 individual satellites they all looked like stars lined up equally spaced out flying across the sky what time was that? It was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. Seven o'clock tonight? Last tonight? Le- no, seven o'clock tonight it happened. But to- oh. on Friday, for all y'all listeners, on Friday it's going to be flying from west to, oh, I'm sorry, north. No, wait, wait a minute. I got it right here. 
Uh, it's going to be flying from, yeah, 5.50 p.m. on Friday. It's going to be flying from west to east. And uh, it's going to be at its brightest at 67 degrees in the sky. So from west to east at 67 degrees, it's going to you're going to have to look straight up. But it looks like 50 individual stars all in a line, equally so spaced out, flying you're, across. You're the telling sky. us that what our listeners should do is grab their significant other who's not listening to the show right now and go look at the UFOs. Absolutely. All right. Oh my God, my wife said, if I John, if you didn't tell me that. I would have thought that there was UFOs in the sky. <laughs> well, you know what that I'm going to do. the most wildest thing I've ever of seen course. in my life. Hey, that's so, awesome. I appreciate that, yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, we appreciate yeah, that. check it out. Go online and look up uh, Elon Musk's uh, satellites. You'll find it all over the news. There was uh, the w, uh, Fox in Boston. They were covering it and everything else tonight. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. It was a good site. Yeah, 550 on Friday night. Check it out. You'll, you'll see it. I'm going to scream you. Look, aliens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Thank you. Appreciate it. So, um, uh, just the there's we've got our Ward Three debate next week. Um, there's one tomorrow too. Jack Splain's doing the chat, which you can check out as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that'll be available after too, so you can watch that at any time if you want to check that out. But we're gonna have a debate ourselves um, on that following Wednesday, the twenty second. I believe Jack's gonna actually be co-moderating with us because yeah. you know we talked about doing that before and. Um, I you know we'd welcome his perspective on that too. So it's you know it's important race. So we're looking to feature that. Yeah, well, look, I, I there, there's been you know a, a bit of a lull now at the you know, but those candidates have both been working very hard. Uh, I agree. Picking up endorsements. Um, you, you, we heard you know. Well, you got you got you know Carmen Emerald's got uh, Paul Haro, the the Labor Council. Sean Oliver's got the Police Union. Asks me, I think he's lining up some other endorsements too. I know he's got Kathy Daner in his corner. But let's not um, forget, Carmen has the Coalition for Social Justice, and th 